I think as Christians for a long time, we sort of felt like we were stewards of the earth, so we must just look after it. And I think that period has passed, and now we need to move into a period where we become healers of the earth. And the vision of Jubilee would be that we would see the earth beginning to heal. Welcome to the Renew Our World podcast. Renew Our World is a global movement of Christians who believe that since we are truly image bearers of God, we should act like it, living out love for one another in actions and in truth. Since we are image bearers of God, we won't stand by while our neighbors are trapped in poverty and we won't stay idle as creation is left untended and inequality is left to fester. In this podcast, we're going to go on a journey together of discovering a theology of creation care. We'll be discussing the latest in climate news, chatting with industry leaders, theologians and practitioners and hearing from some of our incredible partners who are working on the ground. Join us this season as we learn about creation care and what we can do in our own lives to play part in a much bigger restorative story. So welcome guys to episode, I think we're on episode eight now of the Renew Our World podcast and uh, we're really delighted to have another another guest on with us today to, to chat to about uh, about season of creation because it is September. This is your September first first podcast of September for Renew World, and uh, you you might be able to see from some of our social media that we've been talking a bit about season of creation. And so I'm really really happy to have with us today uh, Rachel Mash. She's based in South Africa and is involved with the Green Anglicans, uh, who you may you may see see a bit on social media as well. Uh, welcome, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Nice to be with you this morning. Yeah, great to have you. How's uh, how, how's how's life at the moment? Where's where where? Well, specifically, where in South Africa are you? I'm in Cape Town. Yeah, so we're just uh, coming to the end of our COVID. Hopefully, first wave. Hope, hoping not for a second wave, and things are beginning to opening up now. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been it's been difficult enough in South Africa the last little while, hasn't it? There's been it's sort of been a prolonged first wave and um, been difficult enough. Yeah, we had a very t- a very tight lockdown, um, so a lot of jobs lost. Um, people are talking about fifty percent drop in the economy. Yeah, um, yeah, we're quite dependent on tourism, so having the borders closed has been quite difficult. A lot of jobs lost through that. Yeah, some, uh, you might you might know a bit more about this, but one of my colleagues was saying that the nature of certain you know different economies is that people are often getting paid cash, maybe for a day's work or for a week's work and then when lockdown happens when you're sort of paid that way right your income just disappears overnight and that that has a tremendous sort of impact then yeah that's particularly the people most affected is the casual workers as you say hand, hand-to-mouth day-to-day workers yeah yeah well we hope we hope the situation starts to start to get better and we'll be we'll be continuing to pray for you and uh but yeah, maybe maybe Rachel, just as we crack into sort of season of creation and stuff, maybe you've already given us a bit of an introduction. But um, yeah, could you tell us a little bit a bit a little bit more about who you are and who are the Green Anglicans? Okay, so yeah, so my name is Reverend Rachel Mash. I'm the coordinator of the Anglican Church of Southern Africa Environmental Network, which is um, informally known as the Green Anglicans. And so we work with six countries. It's South Africa, Swatini, which used to be called Swaziland, Namibia, Angola, Mozambique. And um, yeah, 
Green Anglicans is a movement that started here in Southern Africa and has now grown um, into the next province up, which is Malawi, Botswana, Zimbabwe and Zambia. And we're very excited that um, Green Anglicans Kenya has just had their launch webinar. Nice. And they are going like a Boeing, which is great. And there's also some Green Anglicans in one of the dioceses in um, in the Congo as well, the Diocese of Katanga. So, yeah, it's a movement that of um, Anglicans who are caring about for, for caring for creation throughout different parts of Africa. Nice, that's really exciting. I we some some people involved in your world will know uh, maybe some people as well. I know we've got people like Charles Bacolo in in Uganda in um, Malawi. Sorry, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, various different people sort of inter interconnecting, intermeshing, but. Um, yeah, that's really that's really exciting, especially cool to see some new countries coming on board. Nice. So, so Rachel, I wonder, could you tell us a little bit about the season of creation and sort of maybe from your perspective and how Green Anglicans, you know, sort of what does it, yeah, what does it, what does it mean to you guys? Okay, so so season of creation, the history of season of creation is that it first started in the Greek Orthodox Church, and the patriarch of the Greek Orthodox Church, who was known as the Green Patriarch. Um, he declared the 1st of September as the World, world Day of Prayer for Creation. Um, and from the 1st of September to the 4th of October, which is St. Francis Day, we know St. Francis as the patron saint of ecology, that has been declared a season of creation. Now, yeah. during our church calendar, we have different seasons. We'll have the season of, of Christmas when we think about Jesus being born. We'll have the season of Pentecost when we think about the Holy Spirit. But we've never had a time in our church calendar when we really dedicate to thinking about God, the creator, about creation, looking at what the scriptures are teaching us, a time when the prayers are focusing on creation. Um, so it's been a wonderful development, um, and it's been great to see the different denominations coming on board. Um, we I'm part of the Anglican Communion Environmental Network, which is the global Anglican environmental network. And we've now, I think, been involved for the, the fifth, five years and mm. um, Global Catholic Climate Movement, Lutheran World Federation, World Council of Churches, Evangelical Churches coming on board now through Russia and Lausanne. And so it's great to see the impact of, of Season of Creation and Renew the World, our world being part of the movement. I think what's important and exciting for me is that we have one common home, which is this planet, and we are one, one family in Christ. So this actually to have this as an issue that can unite us around caring for our common home is is one of the really important things that Season of Creation is helping us to do. Yeah, I really love that. I, I actually didn't, I mean, I knew some of the history, but didn't know all of it. Yeah, I really love that um, it's sort of, you know, is bookended by sort of key key dates in, in, you know, a couple of different denominations, calendars. I think that's really, that's really cool, isn't it? To see it sort of really... Uh, that's the origins and sort of what it's grown into today. Mm. So I wonder, wonder, could you tell us a little bit about how the Green Anglicans get involved in season of creation? What what sort of things do you do you do? Okay, so we we always we've always had the focus on you know the different season of creation services, and um, obviously very different this year. But in some ways, it's been quite exciting because we've been able to have a lot of online services. Yeah. Um, we've been linking linking up with so like last week we had a, a joint service with the diocese of Saldana Bay and we had um, different voices from across the diocese from 
the far north, elderly, young, taking part in the service, the bishop preached. Next week, we're going to have a joint service with the Lutherans, so it'll be Anglican Lutheran service, and the Lutheran's going to be preaching, and then different voices doing the readings and whatever. And we've been able to, we're planning to have a CAPA, that's the Council of African Provinces in Africa, so to, to have a service where we have voices from across different parts of Africa. So I think your, your online um, enables you to actually do services you never would have dreamt of doing before. Yeah, yeah. And then also what we're encouraging people to do, I, in South Africa now we're beginning to open up. Um, we were allowed to open our churches last week and for this week more churches are opening we're only allowed 50 people but if you have your service outside it's obviously much much safer so we're actually encouraging people and saying when you go back to church don't stress too much about being inside the church building it's season of creation it's spring the weather's lovely have a service outside keep your social distancing and then you can be feel much safer you don't have to run around you know wiping down everything and just just enjoy being in creation during the month of september it takes the pressure and the stress of um of worshiping inside a church building yeah. so quite a lot of churches are, are doing services outside and nice. then the yeah and then obviously that's the the, the services and then what we're also focusing on because season of creation is time for for worship and action and then one of the things that we've done in South Africa, we've, we were planning an online service with um, Catholic, young, young people. So we had Catholics, Methodists, Lutherans, Moravians, um, and Anglicans coming together. And then the young people said, no, we don't want to just come together for a season of creation service. We actually want to, to work together going forward yeah. and plan cleanups and planting and whatever. So they formed an organization called Together for Creation. So now the young people are, are committing to, um, so Season of Creation has become a, um, a starting point for, for the Together for Creation movement, which is very exciting. That is, yeah, that's then, really cool. Mm, yeah, and then the other thing that we're encouraging is obviously during COVID, there, as we mentioned earlier, there was a huge issue with food security. A lot of people very hungry. So a lot of churches were giving food support, food vouchers, food parcels. So we're saying as, as the economy begins to open up now, let's move from that to food security. So encouraging yeah. churches. So you, as you, if you give a food parcel, give seedlings, give seeds, give compost so that people can begin to grow their own food. And then we're also doing some um, gardening courses now, socially um, distanced, of course, but actually helping people now to move from, from food relief to, to food security. So that's been exciting. And a lot of people, because they've been in lockdown, they haven't had much to do. They have actually really got into growing, beginning to grow their own veggies. Nice, nice. So it sounds, it's, I really love that the sort of, what what is sort of a liturgical calendar year is then sparking off all this sort of action as well and people are taking action and yeah, that's that's really interesting to hear and see. I wonder, I wonder, Rachel as well. Could you could you tell us some of the highlights of maybe even season of creation in the past? Like what what has been, like what's really stuck out to you as like oh that was really really good um, aspect of season of creation. You know, and sort of you know not necessarily this year, but sort of yeah, a couple of years gone past. What has been what's been a real highlight? I think I think for me, um, you know, because we work a lot with young young Anglicans in in Africa 
for me, one of the highlights has been getting to know the global Catholic climate movement. Um, yeah. Global Catholic climate movement is very strong in Latin America. So you find that you're interacting with young people from Venezuela and Colombia and Peru and all over the place. And I've really loved that kind of interfacing with young people from Latin America and the yeah. kind of energy and you know the vibe that they bring. So that's been a real highlight. And then I think this year it's felt like it was a very God-given moment um, because the steering committee, we were, we were thinking and praying about the theme. And this was way before COVID and um, God put on our hearts the theme of the Jubilee. Yeah. Um, partly because it was 50, 50 years since the first Earth Day and but just also that sense of, yeah, the Earth needs to rest and we need a redistribution of, of, of um the economy and so it felt like a good theme and it's actually been almost like quite prophetic um yeah. that it was the theme for season of creation given given what's been happening with covid and everything so i think that's that's been very profound and then i think one one really nice thing is um dave Buchlis from russia and um, he's he's kind of our theological guru and um, so he wrote most of the paper for the on the on the jubilee with um rachel manda um, so that went into the resource and then um, on the world day, I think it was yeah, the first week of season of creation, the Pope wrote a reflection on the Jubilee. And yeah. so I was reflecting that how actually now what's amazing is that you have a theologian from Russia, which is more evangelical, which is now actually feeding into something which is now feeding into a, a, um, a wonderful paper that comes from the Pope. So you, you can see how that sort of now interconnectivity and how yeah. the spirit is moving, you know, between, between the different um, denominations. Um, yeah. And I, then for me also a highlight has been because I work in Mozambique and, um, and, and Angola, uh, we always struggle with Portuguese materials. That's always been something that's quite difficult to get hold of. And then through Renew Our World and Renovar Nosso Mundo, now we're able to access brilliant um, materials in Portuguese from, from Brazil. And that's been lovely, just to being able to share things. And people are loving getting them because, as I say, Great. they're always like bombarded with English stuff, which you know doesn't touch their souls. And now, now we can have wonderful materials in Portuguese to share with them. Nice, nice. Well, we'll give a little shout out to Renewal Brazil then. Hope I don't know if they're listening because we're speaking in, in English today. But <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's probably a good little uh, little signpost signpost actually to uh, to the Renewal World website. If you go to the Brazil uh, website, so if you go onto renewalworld.net uh, and then on the right hand side you can click for the Brazilian website and you can find some um, lovely Portuguese um, Renewal resources there. So. If that's something that sticks out to you, then please do, please do, um, please do use that. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe just a, a quick question, Rachel, in terms of, you know, how would you, how would you really encourage people to get involved in in different places around the globe at the moment? Like, like you said, this is like sort of a really global sort of time in the year, and it's a really ecumenical time, and we're seeing lots and lots of dots been joined, and as you said, it feels like the you know the spirit is moving and. We know where where you know there's there's a real sense of unity, which is which is amazing because often, you know, sadly sometimes we don't get that within within Christianity. And um, yeah, I just wonder, yeah, how would you how would you encourage people to get involved in in different places where they are? 
Well, I think I think start with the the spirituality. It's always it's always good. So it depends really what your role in the church is. But um, you could you could speak to your your pastor or your minister and say it is season of creation. Is it possible for us to have one of the Sundays in September with a focus on on creation? Yeah. Um, maybe if he or she is like you, you know, not really thought about that, then you could point them in the direction of some of the resources. I mean, it is an amazing opportunity to invite somebody completely different to preach on your online service. Um, so you could, you could, um, or you, you, they could use a video clip from somebody else um, during their service. So it's an opportunity yeah. to, to, to really get creative. Um, and I think a lot of, of, of pastors and ministers are also a bit exhausted. So if you come up with some fresh ideas and say, I'll source the video clips, I'll, you know, um, I think, I think that's a, that's a really great thing. And yeah. um, there is a resource that I came across quite recently for, with new worship materials called ReSound. Um, I don't know if you've come across them. There's like, I think 15 yeah. new care for creation um, um, songs, which is a wonderful resource. Um, and then also as young people, just to think about doing something, it could be midweek and um, make contact with young people from other churches or denominations and say, can we just have a, a have a, a short service or, or a Zoom, a Zoom prayer service together during the season of creation? And then to do something outside um, you know, to, to take this opportunity while we're all a bit nervous of being in our church buildings and say, let's let's have a prayer in creation, whether it's three people or 20 people. And what's nice is that um, you can be part of the global movement by mm -hmm. using the hashtag season of creation, yeah. which means that the main website will probably pick up on what you're doing. If you post some photos, you know, you might end up on, on the Twitter feed of season of creation, which makes other people know what's going on. And then also to register your event, even if it's just three or four people register it because then it's encouraging. We can see there's, oh, there's an, a little event happened in little Chipping Wood or wherever you live. Um, and then you're on the global map and people can say, oh, something happened in, in that place. Um, yeah. So to think of something spiritual and then think of something practical. What can you do, even if it's a little cleanup or plant a tree, start a veggie garden? write to your, um, you know, uh, write, uh, post something on Facebook, but tag your decision maker, yeah. get involved with Christian climate action. Um, so do something on prayer and then also do something on action. Right? Yeah. One of those two. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that, Rachel. That's, that's, that's some really, really interesting thoughts there. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like, like you said, like, right. If, if it's in England somewhere, you, you can advertise something in, Little chipping or big chipping, you, you find all these funny little uh, town town names and little hamlets around around the English countryside. But um, yeah, I, and I do love I love that idea of you know you sort of there's the spiritual side and there's uh, there's lots of resources available, but also take action then as well. Um, yeah, which is which again kind of a nice nice little sign signpost to the renewal world of social media over the next uh, next couple of weeks and sort of for, for the last sort of week or two as well. Um, we've been signposting some some resources on there, stuff like the Lausanne uh, World Classroom stuff on environment, which is really good. And um, so yeah, do keep an eye on our social media for for more resources that might help you with that. And um, yeah, maybe maybe just as we as we finish up, Rachel, you know, I think it would be sort of remiss of us to to talk about season of creation and not think a little bit about jubilee as well, because you know jubilee is is the theme for this year. And um, for, for a lot of people, Jubilee has been sort of a real sort of uh, cornerstone, I guess, of of justice and um, God's heart for justice. Because there's just so many just amazing 
um, principles of God's heart for justice in 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 Jubilee, isn't there? So, so maybe I wonder, Rachel, maybe if you could, uh, maybe in that in that context, you know, if Jubilee was to be to be fully realised in the world, how do you how do you think the world would be different today? And you know, so so no pressure, a very a very um, very small, very easy e- easy to chew on question there for you as as we finish up the show today. Um, but yeah, what what do you what do you think? So the Jubilee is is a prophetic vision. I mean, I think historically we're not sure that the people of Israel actually lived it out. Um, and if they had to, I think history would have been very different. But um, it brings together some very important principles. So the first important principle is that the, the earth is allowed to rest. I think at the beginning of lockdown, we all experienced a bit of that when we were in hard lockdown and we saw the earth beginning to heal, the skies became clear, there was no traffic noise, but we could hear the birds again, animals began to appear in the streets of our big cities. And, and that, if, if that vision was, was realized, we would see an earth that is beginning to heal. I think as Christians for a long time, we sort of felt like we were stewards of the earth, so we must just look after it. And I think that period has passed and now we need to move into a period where we become healers of the earth. Yeah. And the vision of Jubilee would be that we would see the earth beginning to heal. Um, we read in scripture that the, the spirit brings the renewal of the earth. So if we part of that movement of the spirit, then we would become healers. We would see the earth beginning to renew. We would see um, forests, instead of being cut down, we would be planting new forests instead of um, the earth becoming so um, infertile because of our farming methodologies. We would see farming methodologies that are healing the earth. We would see the oceans beginning to to grow again. Um, Yeah. So, so the principle of, of Jubilee for the earth, and it's amazing when you stop abusing nature, how nature does heal. Yeah. The second principle is in terms of redistribution of wealth. Um, uh, the, the Jubilee principle is that every 50 years that you would break the cycle of poverty. And we saw that a few years ago with the Jubilee debt campaign where the poorest um, countries were actually let off the debts that they've had and one of the negative consequences of COVID is that many countries South Africa for instance have taken out huge debts so we will be we were left with massive um, debts to pay off so how do we do a redistribution we know that on this planet there is enough for everybody's needs there is not enough for our greed So only if we begin to have a vision where I'm a citizen of the planet and if my brother or sister is hungry, I need to do something about it. I'm always reminded of the Lord's Prayer where it says, give us today our daily bread. It doesn't say give me my daily bread. It says give us. And that should be our prayer that, that, that. There would be there would be food for all. So, what can we do as a Christian community to help with the redistribution? Do we, do we boycott the companies that are um, raping the earth and leaving people hungry? Do we what are, What are the small actions that we can do, and what are the big actions that we can do to 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 turn around the course on which the planet is moving? Yeah. Because if we don't do something about climate change, then the poor will become poorer and more hungry and um yeah so redistribution of wealth so i think those two issues the healing of the earth and then also the the redistribution the breaking the cycle of poverty we would we would see a planet where we have broken the cycle of poverty and where the earth is allowed to heal 
Yeah, I really love that. Yeah, it's uh, it's twofold, isn't it? And I, th- I think that's that's such a a good challenge for us as Christians because I don't know. I guess sometimes you know, and maybe this is my, just my own personal frustration. I guess sometimes we can spend a lot of time in church praying about stuff, and you know that's that's all good. But we do we do have to take action as well, don't we? And we do have to uh, often become the answers to our own prayers. You know, if we ask God for to bring justice to a situation. God can use us to bring justice to a situation and in you know big issues like climate change where it's going to be you know so you know disproportionately impact the poorer um the most and you know that there's there's an uh, inequality issue there you know we've got to yeah we, we've got to pray for these things but we also have to then completely change our behaviors uh, as individuals in terms of how we contributed to it and then also you know take action and, and challenge the systems that perpetuate that right yeah, I think I think often the problem is that, that we're hit with so many issues, and you know because of social media and everything, we on a daily yeah. basis we're hit with so many issues. So what I always encourage, and maybe it's an encouragement for people listening today, is how do I know what God is calling me to do? Yes, I pray and I pray, but how do how do I know what I'm being called to do? And I believe that you must follow your heartbreak. What is it that particularly breaks your heart when you listen to the news, when you open your social media? Is it the homeless? Is it climate change? Is it plastic? Is it the plight of animals that are in distress? What breaks your heart? Yeah. Because you do, you, if you respond to somebody else's heartbreak, you end up doing it out of guilt and then you'll burn out and you'll, you'll stop doing it. But if you respond to your own heartbreak, that is the spirit of God that is touching you. Yeah. And then whatever you do, you will be in your anointing and, and you will be linked up then with other people who've got that same passion and that same heartbreak that they're responding to. And then your actions will become significant because you're not acting alone. They say that um, transformational change doesn't take place when individuals change. Transformational change happens when networked individuals change. Yeah. So my challenge to you today is to say, pray, identify your heartbreak. What is the issue that breaks your heart? Because that is what God is calling you to do. And then become networked with other people who are engaged in the same issue. And then you will be standing in your anointing and you will make a difference. Yeah. Well, I kind of I kind of think of a better a better place to 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 park our discussion. Um, and hopefully Rachel will will have you on again another time when we can continue. Uh, some of the some of these some of these topics and conversations but uh yeah we've loved loved having you on today and uh yeah thank you so much for your time and hopefully this is a, a real encouragement for people uh listening to to the podcast today and, and thinking about season of creation so yeah guys continue to get involved um after this podcast go onto our social media check out some of the stuff that we've been chatting about and talking about use the use the hashtag season of creation see what different organizations are talking about um, use all the fantastic resources that are there if you want to think about how to engage your church on these things. Maybe you've got a small group. Um, you know, maybe maybe you're you're in a midweek Bible study or whatever it is, and there's there's some resources there for that as well. Uh, yeah, get out there and uh, let's really um, take these things on board and um, pray and take action all at the same time. Um, so yeah, we'll see you see you next time on the on the on the podcast. Hopefully not too long, but uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Renew Our World podcast. To learn more about the Renew Our World campaign or to hear about some of the work that our partners are doing, make sure you jump on over to our website at renewourworld.net. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a podcast episode again.